We've been talking about the building blocks of faith. I think this is week maybe six or seven. I can't remember right now. I think we talked four or five weeks on what faith is. And we really defined what faith is. And we saw that mainly it's a lifestyle. And it brings substance to the things that we're expecting. And we're expecting God's word to be true because he spoke it. Amen? So faith will give substance to it. But now we started talking last week about how faith comes. And we want to continue with that today. And then once we're done there, we're going to go into this third part about how to release your faith. Because, you know, it's one thing, it's one thing to know what faith is. It's another thing to know how faith comes. But that's not going to do you any good if you don't know how to release your faith. Right? So we're going to, this is going to be a well-rounded, basic this is faith, building blocks of faith. This is faith 101. Amen? So let's get into this. Let's turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a, what a great statement this, this makes. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We said this, there's no punctuation in Greek manuscripts in the Greek language. So literally this would read, so then faith, we added the word cometh to make sense in English. It would be so then faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That would be the literal rendering of this. So you could say it this way, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This, this phrase hearing and hearing denotes what the Greek brings out, that a child of God, to walk by the faith of God, you must be hearing the word of God. You can't walk by the faith of God. You can't walk in faith if you are not present tense hearing the word of God. In other words, our lives, when you think about it, God, is he, he desires to be talking to you all the time. All the time. As you go through life, you abide under my shadow. No pestilence is going to come near you. He wants you to hear those words. He wants you to hear, I declare that you are enabled right now, Tony, to be strong in me and in the power of my might. That you are to be continually strengthened inwardly so that my armor would manifest upon you, Tony, so that you would be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. Right? His word is to be going off in your spirit all the time. Christianity isn't a religion. It is not, you know, most religions, there's a few that deal with people. You know, like Buddhism deals with Buddha. Right? 
the Muslim thing is Muhammad. But we're Christians. This is about Jesus. A lot of religions deal with a philosophy, right? But we are not a religion. This is talking about a relationship, right? You know, we hear around the world that, that many Muslims will give their heart to the Lord because they're, they're amazed at the love of God for them. Because Allah would never call them by their name, but Jesus would, right? He knows you today. This, this decision to bow to the lordship of Jesus Christ, to receive his sacrifice and receive his life so that you can live is the number one decision of every human being that will ever live. Well, those of us who've made this decision now, we want to walk in everything that he's provided for us. And the Bible is very clear that it's impossible for us to receive anything apart from faith. So we have to walk by faith. We have to live by faith. But in order to do that, we have to know how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing God's word. It doesn't come by listening to it. It comes actually by hearing it. So let's look at this word here. It literally means, in the Greek, I have, I have a definition right in my Bible. Readily received. That's the first part of this word. That means when you're hearing it today, you're not deciding if I'm going to do it. You're, you made a choice. Remember, we said, we've been saying this. You have to make the choice and take the step of choosing to believe in order to come to the place of knowing. Right? Do you want to, see, do you want to really hunger after God? Then you must feed on him right? In the natural, if you don't eat, you will get very, your physical body will get very hungry. But spiritually, literally, if you don't feed on the word, your spirit just kind of gets very quiet. But if you want to be on fire for God, God set this up so it's totally up to you. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. That word power, that's Proverbs chapter 18. You know, verse 20 and 21 talk about this. But the word power means direction. It means power. In other words, your tongue is your steering wheel. And then it gives a Hebrew, in the Hebrew language, it gives you a picture. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. It means hand. So in other words, your tongue will hand you things. So, so like Jeanette's tongue will hand her Zoe life. It will hand her she loves her husband. It'll hand her everything. <laughs> right? We're starting to have, I'm starting to flirt. I better be careful. <laughs> so... So this is important because people, if you're sitting here today and you have no desire 
for God. I've got good news for you. Just start feeding on him. Right? Do you know I walk around all day, I talk about to myself, I talk to Jeanette, I talk to others about how beautiful my wife is, about how much I love my wife, of how that we're best friends and how we have a great relationship. We, we talk about this all the time. 31 years later, she's more beautiful to me, right? She's everything. I mean, way beyond. She's exceeding above to me. But my mouth is handing me that all the time. But if I walked around just going, oh man, this and that and all this stuff and never paid attention to her, guess what? I wouldn't, my flesh would be ruling me now and I, I just wouldn't have any desire. The Bible says, what things soever you desire when you pray. And this word desire literally means, it means call for, require, make a demand for. But the underlying attitude there is that you crave it. So many people, all they even begin to crave are the things of the world, which that's just with your flesh. Your flesh, you can't fulfill it. But your spirit, what we're talking about, God fulfills it. He is irresistible. His word is, it's full of life and power, but only to those that believe. The gospel of Christ, the Bible says, is the very power of God unto salvation unto those that believe. If a person doesn't make a choice to believe, there's no power. The word of God is voice activated, right? We're gonna learn that because how you release your faith is with your mouth. So it says here, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The key here is we wanna really talk about this word hearing. Do you know that all hell is, is designed, their focus right now in 2020 is to distract people, especially believers, especially believers who hear the word. They come and they hear these principles in the word of God. He's got to distract them because if they ever start really meditating on those scriptures so that the Holy Spirit can open them up to where they really know them in their spirit, where the word actually will talk to them, where God will talk to them, then, then the enemy's done. So, I mean, he'll, he'll have you, I mean, this is, people live with their phones. They never get off of it. Talking to all their buddies, all their friends, all their girlfriends, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, all this stuff. It's nonstop. They say, you know, uh, when you talk about television and social media, while people watch TV, they have their, their phone. I do that. I watch a football game. And I'm like, man, that guy is, that guy is stacked. I look up, how, how big is he? Man, 6'5", right? 280 pounds? 
oh, how much does he bench press? 500 pounds? That's real. Oh, I wonder how fast he is. So I'm, while I'm watching the football game, right? But you know, your whole life can be filled with things that won't bring you life. So this thing hearing is huge. I'm telling you, one of the main things in my life that I ask the Holy Spirit, I ask him this every day. Holy Spirit, you're my helper. I humble myself under your mighty hand. Show me what I'm not seeing. Show me what I'm seeing incorrectly. And help me today to hear. I, I declare that I have ears to hear. But help me. I want to hear everything that God wants to say to me because that fuels my life. So this is so important. This word goes on. It literally means to hear and accept from within. So you're hearing it, already accepting it. If you're hearing God's word, but you haven't decided to believe it yet, you're not hearing it. Until you see and you think, well, that's not fair. Oh, no, no, it is. Because God is fair. He said literally, the, the, all the heavens, nature, all creation completely reveals all three of the Trinity. And he's God and this is the way he set it up. But if a person will choose to believe Ooh, boy, will they know. I've been walking this way for a long time, and I keep knowing and knowing and knowing, and then I'm like, then you realize how much you don't know, but you don't even care because what you know is just so awesome. Right? So it, keep, it keeps going. Heard and accepted from within. In other words, it gives us a picture of a person who chooses as an act of their will to accept God's word as it is truth, right? We have to do that. I have to, by an act of my will, choose to accept God's word as it actually is truth. And faith originates when you hear the word of God. So why many people are going to say unto Jesus in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't I go to church? Didn't I do this? Didn't I do that? And he's going to look at him and go, I, I never knew you. Not I knew you and you walked away. He's going to say, I never knew you. Well, now wait a minute, Lord, but I, I remember I was in a service and, and I prayed a prayer. I invited you to come into my heart, and, but you didn't pray it with your heart. You just, it was like saying, twinkle, twinkle, little star. We're seeing a lot of that in these days. Why? Because we're living in the final days where men will be pleasers of their own self. So, so I gotta tell you, expect this at the, at, the, at the end and where we are right now. Expect people that maybe have been in churches for years maybe who've pastored for years, all of a sudden get saved because God's reaching out to people. 
See, this is, see how faith, you're saved by the grace of God, right? That God sent Jesus to die for a person, but you're saved through faith. And faith only comes by hearing God's word. Man, I'll tell you, isn't it awesome that you heard God's word? And he said, I love you. I, I, I paid your price. Invite me to, into your life to make you new, right? And this Christian thing, it's not about once you accept the Lord that you're perfect. You know, the Bible says that a spiritually mature person, you know what the Greek word literally means? It means adjust and repair. It doesn't mean flawless, right? If you, if you want to know more about that in my life, just ask my wife. Have I ever acted like a 200 and almost 80 pound baby? Of course not. Of course not. See, okay, I guess maybe, maybe I am flawless then. So flawless, awesome, awesome, awesome. I love my wife. But you know, have you ever had to adjust and repair, right? You're driving down Dodge yelling at people you don't even know, Right? getting all ticked off you you know you you can't find something in your garage and you're throwing a tantrum and you're you're saying stuff about people you shouldn't say right but 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 here's here's the thing if you're if you're full you will once you start going out this way in your flesh you'll jump right back you won't live there and that's the cool thing so that's why in our environment as christians unlimited right? Unlimited grace. Pastor, you can say anything from that pulpit, anything, and I'll forgive you. Actually, you're right. You have to. <laughs> That's so good. Because, man, has your mouth ever got you in trouble? Try preaching. Wow. So we said this, in order to have ears to hear, you have to have a willingness and a determination to consistently consistently put God's word first place in your life. This is, this is everything to do with what, how you hear. You have to get up every day and say, okay, I am willing and I am determined this day, if the word says it, I'm living this way. Right? If the word says forgive, I don't care what my flesh says, I'm forgiving the person right? Do you know a lot of people, their lives are a mess because of unforgiveness. And here's the outward symptoms. They've got some people in their life that they haven't forgiven. But what eats their lunch is the underlying symptoms that they can't see, which means they've never really forgiven themselves. There's people, there's Christians that will live in their flesh and they hate People. There's, there's people in their lives that have hurt them and they hate them. What's bad about that is the underlying thing is you'll, what's really bad is when you hate yourself. But God wants to get all of that out of you, right? That's why when you mess up, he doesn't come and slap you and get down it on you, right? He never does that. He's always uplifting. He's always like, come on. Confess that before me. You know, I'm faithful. I'm just. I have a legal right. All, all that junk you just did in your flesh, 
I've already paid for it. So just confess it. And, and now, man, we'll just, we could keep this fellowship open. I'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I'll, I'll forgive you for all these sins. All of them are already paid for. This is so, so very important. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is huge. So let's look at a scripture that really goes into the hearing thing. So in Proverbs chapter 4, I want you to turn there. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. It, it gives us a picture. You've heard me say this, that this is kind of the prescription on how to take the word of God. This is a prescription. So like if you take vitamins or prescription medication, they will have on the bottle how you take it. And you don't want to take it wrong because it won't do you any good if you take it wrong. Or it could hurt you if you take it wrong. Right? Now the good thing about the word is you can't OD on this. Right? Well, actually... I should say this right. Actually, you always want to live in a constant state of ODing because of the word, right? Because when you take just so much that you're ODing, what that means is you're over the devil. You're overcoming the devil, OD. I just thought of that. Isn't that good? That's, that'll, that'll preach. See, what you give your attention to is what's going to be on the inside of you. And what's on the inside of you will always be the determining factor on whether or not you overcome your current trial or circumstance. Let me say this again because it's so important. What you give your attention to is what's going to be on the inside of you. And what's on the inside of you will be the determining factor in whether or not you walk in the victory that God has provided for you. So if you don't have the right thing on the inside, just start getting it on the inside. It doesn't take much of God to overcome the devil. Right? So it's never too late. But man, it's, it's a lot better to go into a battle prepared. Right? Because that, that, that's, that's really how you want to go in. So you can stay at rest. So this is a huge thing. So we talked about making the step to believe. See, unbelief, we need to get all unbelief out of our life. Do you know everyone who does not honor God with the tithe and offering? Do you know why? It's because of unbelief, right? It's because they don't have revelation. They've never heard God speak to their heart that, that he's their provider. That's the only reason. So if they want to overcome that, all you have to do is start meditating on what the word says about finances. Meditating in the word of God will always overcome unbelief in every area. If you are, are, are just, if you have bitterness and unforgiveness towards somebody, meditate on what the word of God says about forgiveness 
and walking free from bitterness. And as you meditate on that word, what do you mean by that, Pastor? You find these scriptures and you say them over and over and over. Pretty soon, you will start declaring, I forgive this individual. Pretty soon, it'll go from that to, Lord, I want you to bless this individual. I know for me, one of the things that the Lord's had me do for years and years, do you know there will never be anyone? I, I think this is so cool. There will never be a Christian that will stand before God and have to give an account for doing me wrong in any way. Because I always say, if, if anybody, I hear somebody talking bad about me or whatever, I always say, Father, your word tells me that whatever sins I remit, they're remitted. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'd forgive them. That, that this sin is gone. That there will be no repercussions of death in their life. I curse those words that they would die so that they don't hit that person. Right? I always, I always do that. My flesh doesn't want to do that. But who cares? Right? Your flesh is just your flesh. Because after you do that for a while, all of a sudden, whew. And this will happen at times. You'll think you were really done wrong. And all of a sudden you start going. And what the Holy Spirit's doing is he's leading you into the truth. He'll start to cause you to see things as they really are. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wow, that person really didn't do me wrong. As a matter of fact, I, I did the person wrong. And I've had to go to a person before and go, hey, you know what? I am sorry for the way I did this. Please forgive me. Right? It's amazing how we can get self-deceived if we're just listening to the word but if we're hearing the word, we'll never be self-deceived. Because my Father, by his Spirit, can talk to me and lead me and guide me unhindered. Because I'm not, I, I, I'm a man with no reputation. I'm deadened to the praise and persecution of men. I, I just, now, now you have to make that decision. And you follow it up by actions. And all of a sudden, you live your life where you owe nobody anything but to love. Sometimes you stand there and go, man, it, you know, you're really blessed that this wasn't 20 years ago, right? Because that would have been a bad situation with me. But today, unlimited mercy. Because now I'm older and I realize I want unlimited mercy for me. And he's shown unlimited mercy for me. Boy, I'm getting off in the stuff I didn't think I was going to talk about. But this is so good. See, I meditate on God's word on the inside of me until God's word on the inside eclipses what I'm facing on the outside. There's a lot of people trying to fake it until they make it. There's many word of faith people that have never actually got in faith. They've mental assented to it, but they've never meditated in the word to drive out all the unbelief to where the Holy Spirit opened that word up and God spoke to them on the inside and faith was there because faith will reach into the unseen realm and grab hold of the promise of God and bring it right into this realm.
but it only comes by hearing God's word. Have you found Proverbs chapter four yet? Verse 20, look at this. The first thing that God says, the first thing. So that means every time you read your Bible, Every time you hear teaching of any kind, any time you read a book that has the word in it, any time you come to church, you have to do this in order to hear the word of God. Number one, my son, attend to my words. It's a little vague in English, but it means to give my word first place, not second place. You're going to have to knock yourself off the throne and put the word first place. Number two, it says, incline your ear to my sayings. That means to give the word of God your undivided attention, right? I mean, when you come to church, the enemy's gonna throw thoughts, right? Man, the enemy was throwing all these thoughts. I was in, in bed last night, and I'm just like, I kept thinking about nonsense, so I'm just like, you know, this is ridiculous. So I just got out of bed, 4.30 in the morning. Went in my office. And man, it was amazing how Satan stopped talking to me in my office. He couldn't. He couldn't get a word in edgewise because God was talking to me. And I was talking to him. And I had this incredible time with the Lord. I give no place to him. Right? So why did I get up? Do I always get up? No, sometimes I go, shut up, Satan, go back to sleep. Why did I get up this morning? Because the Lord said, why don't you get up? We just follow him. See, this give, give my word your undivided attention thing. Think about that right now. How much stuff do you have going on? Are you sitting here today thinking about the 951 things you have to get done today to prepare for tomorrow? Right? Right? Are you thinking about the 50 patients that you're going to see tomorrow? Are you thinking about all that you have to do? Are you thinking about the next thing that has to close? Are you thinking about all that you got to do? Laundry, all, you know, all this stuff. I, the the honeydew list, right? It, it's, uh, it, it's just all this stuff is designed so that you don't give this your undivided attention. And here's the thing. If you will give God's word your undivided attention, you will be more attentive to all the other stuff you have to do. It's not like you look at this and, you, and you're not looking at that. No, no, no. When you give God your undivided attention, you invite him into your world to help you get everything else done. And he'll help you. It's amazing the time we spent by things we don't know where they are and little things or, or whatever. But God will help you. He will lengthen your day. But you gotta do this. Let them, my words, not depart from your eyes. Hmm. That means I never stop no matter what happens to me today, no matter what I experience, I never stop seeing myself the way God says I am. No matter what my body's doing, I never, ever, ever, I refuse to see myself as someone who's sick 
trying to get healed. No, no, I am healed. So therefore, sickness has got to leave my body and I'll never move from that. Right? This is, I, I'm always going to say I am who the word says I am. I'm always going to keep ever before my eyes that I have what the word of God says that I have. I'm always going to keep, no matter what I face, that I can do whatever the word says that I can do, which is all things. I never am going to entertain a thought that this is just not possible when my Bible, the word of God, my father, it's forever settled in heaven. He said, no, 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 Tony. All things are possible if you'll just believe. See, this is what, I, what it means to keep it before my eyes. I'm never going to let it leave my eyes that he is who he says he is. <clears throat> that he's always been a healer, he'll always be a healer. He's always been a deliverer, he'll always be a deliverer. He's always been an inaccessible place of refuge, he'll always be an inaccessible place of refuge. Right? His word is true. He actually said that I put my word above all of my name. He had to say all of my name. He couldn't just say my name because, wow, I'm telling you in eternity, a million years from now, we're going to be going, whoa, his name means that and this and this. It's all of his name. It says here, keep my words in the midst of your heart. How do you do that? How do I keep God's words in the midst of my heart? I put it first place. God, you have number one place in my life. I'm gonna give you my undivided attention and I'm never going to allow my eyes to focus on anything else but who you are. And when I do that, see, that means it's in abundance. Keep it in the midst of your heart. See, this keep in the midst of your heart thing, you're like, but yeah, why does it not say your mouth? No, no, it did. It did. Didn't you, didn't you get that? Oh, I know, you need Romans, or I'm sorry, you need Matthew 12, 34. You need New Testament truth to really understand that in Proverbs, it, it did talk about your mouth. Because when he said, keep the word of God in the midst of your heart, see, when the word of God is in the midst of your heart, it's coming out of your mouth. This is how you take the word of God. This is how you take Jesus. And you're made to do it because you're one spirit with him. You were created in Christ. All the promises of God are in Christ, yes and amen to you. Everything is in Christ. Your life is tucked away with Christ in God. You were taken out of the delegated influence of darkness and you were put in to the kingdom of God. You are a faith person. This is why we are a word of faith church. And that's not because of Brother Hagen. No, 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 no. That's because when you preach the word of God, it is so full of life. If you'll hear it, 
Faith is produced every time. And this, I'm telling you guys, get ready. Because we've got some awesome days ahead of us. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? For they, my words, are life to those that find them. Notice, it doesn't just fall on you. You have to find them. Well, how do you find them? Not only, not only life to you, but health or medicine to how much of your flesh? All of your flesh. Do you need medicine constantly? Listen, we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and thanks to Adam's sin, our bodies are subject. They're not, they're not, we don't have glorified bodies like we will have. They're subject to sickness and disease. And there's an outlaw that literally doesn't play by the rules. But here's the thing. As I, as I literally give my undivided attention, I put it first place. I keep the word of God ever before my eyes. I keep it in the midst of my heart. That's how I find it. It's so simple. And it says here, right at the end of it, after it says, in health to all your flesh, then it tells you, it says, keep. This word keep means to guard. Keep your heart or guard your heart with all diligence. This means all watchfulness. What this means is my heart is so important that I can't walk, stand, or sit in certain places. I can't, I've got to, the Holy Spirit's got to lead me on what to watch on TV and what not to watch. How much of it, what, who to listen to, who not to listen to. Why? Because I got to guard my heart. I can't let a bunch of junk fill my mind so that now I can't sense my heart anymore. I got to keep I gotta keep yielded to him and open to him. I've gotta keep a clear conscience. I don't, I, will, I walk around, I refuse to let something bother me. Have, has, has things ever bothered me in the last 24 hours? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I don't remember the last 24 hours that I didn't have something that was bothering me. Paul said, and this is a big one with me, the burden of all the churches. He said, man, I was shipwrecked, I was beaten, I was stoned, but, but here's the real bad thing. Man, the burden of the church. I don't even understand how he did what he did. You know, there's these pastors that have so many gifts, they pastor multiple churches. I got my hands full with one, right? But, but here's the thing. See, it's, you start getting concerned and burdened. I'm telling you, Satan throws that in my mind every day. And every day, I choose to say no. Nope. Nope. I refuse to care. I will not carry a care. Right? I love you. I care about you. But I won't carry your care. Because if I did... All of you would eventually need to leave because I'd be a mess. You wouldn't receive anything. But I'll care about you. As a matter of fact, as I don't carry the care, that's what really benefits you. Benefits me. It'll cause me to live long on the earth. Right? This is so important. Don't carry it. 
refuse. Brother Hagen, when he was alive, this Pastor Hagen's dad, Pastor Hagen calls him. It's like, Dad, we need like $100,000 in three days. I, I, you know, I need to talk to you. We need to pray about this. Here's his loving father on the other line from his office. Why are you calling me? Believe God for yourself. Bam. That's all he heard. You're like, man, that's not loving. Oh, no, it is. Because if you fast forward to 2003, had he not done that? When his dad died, and instantly they lost 33% of all of their givers. Tons of letters coming in from all over the world. Brother Hagen's dead. We're no longer going to support the ministry. Pastor Hagen said it was all over him one day. I don't know when he was telling this. You know, I, I, he was telling this one time. He said, I walked out of my office and walked out of the office building. And he said, I had my Bible in my hand. And he said, I just dropped it on the ground. And I stood on it. And he said, Father, I refuse to be moved by this. I'm going to stand on your word. Right? And in you, Father... I cannot be defeated. And I'm declaring today that I'll never quit. Right? I'm so glad he did that. I'm so glad he did that. And see, that's inside of all of us. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of your heart, are the issues of your life. This word issues in the Hebrew language, it means the boundaries. Do you realize you set your own boundaries. The more revelation you walk in, the more you widen your boundaries. See, if you're looking at your children and you're going, man, they're so out to lunch. I know we're at the end of time. I don't want them to go through the tribulation. I want them to be saved. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know what I'm going to do. All you got to do is widen your boundaries. Just start speaking the word. It'll drive out all that fear and unbelief. Pretty soon you'll be declaring, I'm not moved. My kids are going to serve God. The word of God says it right here. Great will be the peace of my children. That my seed will be mighty in the earth. It changes you instantly. Instantly. Man, there's so much more I wanted to get into. Let me leave you with just a couple scriptures. Go to Luke chapter 5. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 5. I love Dr. Luke. What a great... I love his books, you know. It wasn't a leper. He's a doctor. It was, he was full of leprosy, right? I mean, he just... Very technical. Let me find out where I want to go here. Luke chapter 5. Look at verse 12. Look at, now, now I want you, I want to, what we're doing is, is just in closing here, I want to instill you into the life and ministry of Jesus. So here it's telling us about the story where the leper was healed. It's the only story where the leper came to him and said, Jesus, I know you can heal me, but will you? 
And Jesus forever answered that question. It's amazing. So here it is, verse 12, and it came to pass when he, talking about Jesus, was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, or a man who was in a hopeless situation, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand. Time out. This guy was a leper. He couldn't be that close to, to Jesus. Or he could be stoned. So this man had heard something that caused him to put his life on the line. And he literally came to Jesus and fell on his face before him. He said, Lord, if you will, I know you can, but if you will, help me, heal me. Right? Look at Jesus' response. Jesus puts forth his hand and touched him. So now get the picture. The guy falls on his face. Jesus doesn't do this. Jesus literally has to get down and puts his hand on him. Anybody around would have went, what are you doing? Right? So let's go on with this. He put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. Now that's a little vague in English. In the, in the Greek tense, it's, of course I will, I always will. Now we don't have to know that because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So of course he always will, but it's really cool that he said it this way. Be clean, and immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged the man to tell no man, but to go show thyself to the priest, offer for thy cleansing according to the, as Moses commanded, for a testimony unto them. After this event, look at what it says, but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to be healed by him of their infirmities. It doesn't say that, does it? It says to hear him and be healed. It's amazing. Look, look over at Luke chapter 6, verse 17. It says the same thing, another, another situation. And, and he came down with them and stood in the plain, and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. That is a lot of people. They had heard of Jesus. And here's the thing. They chose to believe it. And they were coming to the place of knowing it. They simply believed. They came out of everywhere. They're like, we have to hear him and be healed. There's something about hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Verse 18, And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. 
And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue, that means power. It actually means miracle-working power. It's the Greek word dunamis. There went out of him dunamis, miracle-working power that is released that produces miracles. Out of him and healed them all. Wow. See, guys, I want to encourage you today. Hearing is everything. You are made, you're created in Christ to be able to focus so that you can hear his voice. You were actually made to hear his voice. And when you hear his voice, faith, the faith that created the universe, God's faith comes to you. And you're able to lay hold of everything. Isn't that beautiful? That's faith.